Welcome to The Sergey Ross Show. I am back here with an episode number 50. This is my milestone. I'm stoked to be here. I would not believed before that I would get to that many episodes and really thankful, thankful for everyone who supported the show, who was listening, who was commenting, who was sharing their feedback and helping to make this better. It was really exciting to meet that many people who are true thought leaders in 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 what they do in business, in education, in sports, to understand and sit down with them, understand their routines, their tactics, their career decisions, what makes them tick, how they were able to achieve that much success, what is their true mindset, and with the only one goal to help you guys uh, apply that stuff and be better and uh, live a more productive life, more happy life, and uh, help you achieve the things that you are working on. So super thankful for that and, and really excited for this episode because this one is really interesting. I had an opportunity to sit down with Dan Clark, who is the CEO of a company called Brain FM. Uh, Brain FM, effectively what they do, they make their own music that is unique, purpose-built to steer you into a desired mental state. So it helps you focus, relax, and sleep. And Dan is an interesting character because he went to work for this company for free to prove himself because uh, they were a little bit reluctant to hire him in the first place. And he is somebody who is a biohacking maniac. And he tried so many different things in in the world of biohacking. He has extreme routines and or had extreme routines. And one time he even relocated to Asia to keep his schedule the way that he wants. So we are talking about mindset. We are talking about his routines. We are uh, exploring some of the hypothetical questions questions that um, that really uncover how Dan thinks. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy the episode, especially the first question I ask because I have tweaked the format a little bit. So this is Dan. And before we jump into the interview, I wanted to quickly share what I'm experimenting with right now. And effectively, it is creating short little bits of an interview that focus on the coolest aspects of the conversation. So if a guest, for example, shares something that is incredible, that the insight that blows everything away that I've never heard of, or and I know that you would like, and if it's very practical, what I will do is I will create a short video and with an audio version as well, and I would share it on YouTube, I would share it on LinkedIn, and those will be anywhere from a minute to two minutes and a half. But on that note, here's Dan Clark. Hope you enjoyed the conversation, guys. I'm here with uh, Dan Clark, the CEO of Brain FM. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, gra- glad to be here. So you got some pretty extreme routines. You are a productivity geek, uh, and I'm super excited to have you here on the show. Let's start with this. What would you do in the event of an apocalypse? Um, that's an <laughs> interesting is- way to start this. <laughs> um, Let's see. I live in New York. Um, if there was an apocalypse that happened, uh, I would probably first stay here and see how it is for a few days or see, you know, try to measure the apocalypse. And then if it's really bad, um, I'd probably try to pack a big backpack and get out of the city, uh, go north or something. <laughs> This is just my new intro. I, I was okay. I, I was really curious to hear your answer. Yeah, <laughs> but um, let's uh, let's move on to uh, something more serious. Uh, so, Brea yeah. FM, Brea, you guys are you have an app uh, that 
helps people to sleep, sleep, meditate, relax. Uh, tell us a little bit about what it does and what makes you incredibly excited to work on it because you have some interesting story. Yeah, of course. So, you know, like you said, uh, Brain FM, we create functional music to help people focus, relax, and sleep better. Um, basically, the idea is that everyone is already taking music and putting it into different playlists that sound like focus or sound like sleep. Um, but it, a lot of the times, it's not actually music designed to help you focus, relax, or sleep, or whatever modality you're doing. Um, and you can see this by just like going to the gym. Everyone has headphones in. So the premise is basically how can we actually start from the mental state or the modality and use science to inform us on how to craft music acoustically that can help you get into that uh, mental state and then stay there. And at Brain FM, we've started doing that. Uh, we actually have patented processes to create this music um, to uh, create neural phase locking in your brain, which is basically how to shortcut into that yeah. state and then stay there as long as you're doing the activity. Um, and I'm extremely passionate about it because we have all this evidence to show that it works. We have uh, 150,000 plus users. And, um, you know, there's there's some personal stories on, on um, you know, how if we can make people be the best version of themselves or, or help people be the best version of themselves, that's really, you know, how we make everyone better and, and elevate humanity. So um, there's a lot to unpack there, I'm sure, but of course. Uh, very passionate, yeah. Um, Dan, so let's say if we are in the mode of, um, oh, we are on Brain FM and we are trying to get into the flow or we are in the focus mode, what is an average time or what is the time for somebody to get into that flow? Because um, I'm sure that it's gonna be a little bit different person to person. How much time does it yeah. take? So, so it's a um, it's a thing that we're we're uh, speeding up. So it's actually what I like to say first is it's kind of a reaction. It's the same reaction if you shine someone a light in someone's eyes, mm -hmm. your pupils gonna dial or contract um, because that's what's part of a, a physical response to a stimulus. That's what the music is. So it takes uh, anywhere up to fifteen minutes for that uh, physical response in your brain to happen. Um, but the more you use it, the actually faster it is. And in some people, it takes only five minutes. Okay. Oh, so it is pretty fast. Yes. Yep. You have this really crazy story where you started to work at Brain FM for free to get them to hire you. Tell us how that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. So basically, I always found myself um, being the tech guy. Um, I would go into existing companies and say, hey, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. Let me jump in and help and grow the business um, and then go on to another thing. And um, I came across Brain FM. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I realized that this is a rocket that can help change the world. Um, and it's very rare where you can have, I think you can help people and you can you know, make a business that um, grows with it too. So started calling, calling, uh, get on the phone with them, said, hey, this is, this is my rate. This is what I do. And they said, this sounds great, but you know, we can't afford you. And I realized that at that point, I was like, I've done well in the past. I, I'm going to work for you. We're going to work for um, a time, and I guarantee I'll, I'll add value. Um, and I did. And then I became lead tech team. Um, through different kinds of um, other decisions and things like that. 
um, was and ended up like promoted to being CEO. And then from there, um, you know, have been really focusing on how do we grow this company, communicate properly and really scale um, to help people. That's amazing. Uh, how long did it take you to uh, actually get hired? Uh, it probably took me. Well, I mean, I had a pretty compelling offer. Uh, there's no risk for you. It's it's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right. it's probably like a month or so. Um, yeah. Probably like I think it was like a month and a half just to say, mm -hmm. hey, and also prove that I actually knew what I was talking about kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then from there. Yeah. So um, I know you you guys are working on you have a lot of products uh, you are testing a lot of different things that are coming out and will be coming out at some point what makes you excited right now what are you excited for uh i'm excited about a lot of stuff um so first off is is actually just making our consumer product better so we're you know that focus relaxed sleep modality um we made some small changes on how we're communicating this to people um and we actually increased our conversion rates by 300 percent Oh, um, and crazy. we didn't, ch yeah, we didn't change that much. We added in different modalities under focus or under sleep. So you have like deep work or light focus mm -hmm. or things like that. But in reality, the biggest thing, even though we have all this science, um, people say, well, why would I pay when we have Spotify or I have YouTube? And, uh, when we actually separate and explain that this is brand new, um, we actually are working with some of the world's most renowned, um, auditory neuroscientists for this stuff. Um, and there's a reason why this works better. Um, that's, it's very exciting to show that, that people, when they realize that they go, oh, and then they actually, uh, will give it a try in a, in a thorough approach rather than just jumping in and saying, oh, I've heard music before, you know? Um, so I think that's important. And then second is, is, uh, actually delivering that up again. So while we have an app right now, that's again, used by hundreds of thousands of people. Now it's, how do we make this app better? So what I want to do is, is make sure that we deliver an experience on everything you expect. And then how do we start delivering things on you, how you don't? Um, so one of the things we're starting to work in, towards is workout music. Um, and we realize that this is super complicated. Um, so we actually have to take a first approach and start integrating wearables. So I'm wearing like an Aura ring right now, yeah. if you have an Apple Watch, so that we can actually show when you're listening to Focus, let's say you're really frustrated or really sleepy we know who you are and how you're approaching your activity and we can help dynamically change um, what music we serve you to help bring you up or slow you down. And how amazing would it be to show not only the way you feel, but actually see the physical response of your body by just listening to this, uh, this really amazing music. Yeah, it's an ultimate personalization, right? You get really deep. Correct. So exactly. I, I know a lot of people would be familiar with Headspace, meditation app. Um, if we talk about BrainFM, what is similar? What is different? How do you position yourself uh, between, like, against people like Headspace? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think uh, Headspace and other competitors, uh, they have different modalities. I think that um, they're, they're amazing. And, and it's fun because they're kind of leading the market in this. Um, we're not as big as Headspace yet, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the main difference is that um, they are using and teaching the habit of meditation and saying, hey, uh, for you get all these benefits, you need to meditate. Now, we are taking it from a different approach where we're saying, well, actually, um, you know, if you want to have this deep focus rather than meditating beforehand, you can actually just put this music on and it will work on the first time because of the physical response that your body has. 
Um, now, with that being said, I still greatly uh, recommend meditation. I actually meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have meditation on Brain FM, but really is is the more so is that they're two separate approaches. And one is meditation as I think a global 360 yeah. wellness. And we're doing specific targeted approaches as like, you know, again, enhance focus, enhance sleep, enhance relax. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a very clear mm-hmm. distinction, I think. Um, let me ask you this. What is something that you wish people asked you, but they never do? Mm, because good you, question. You, because you do public appearances, I've seen you on a couple of podcasts uh, while I was preparing for for this conversation. Uh, you are you have a couple of videos on YouTube, and some conversations are more business focused. Some are extremely focused on meditation, which I know it's not meditation uh, on the brain of fam and uh, the science of brain, which I know you're super into. But is there any is there something that you're like, oh, I never heard somebody asked me and I'm like, I'd love to know, I'd love to actually, you know, share my thoughts on. That's a great question. It's, it's hard for me to think or know what people haven't asked me <laughs> um, because, you know, of that. And then there's a, there's a lot of things people haven't asked me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, you know, something interesting is, is really like, you know, one of the most interesting is I enjoy talking about is actually why this all makes sense, mm-hmm. right? And the things that fascinating fascinate me is how we can take something where basically from the auditory channel, we're actually uh, changing the way your brain, so we're, we're uh, neural phase locking your brain, we're actually uh, changing all parts of your brain through the auditory cortex. Um, and you can do the same thing with like light, for example, mm-hmm. but the problem with that is one out of 4,000 people have epilepsy. So that is a negative thing. Um, so yeah. we have a different approach. So there's some really interesting science that I love talking about. There's some really interesting evolutionary things that we're we're starting to unravel and understand. Um, you know, like the whole point of why we have like you know these things uh, or these ears that um, you know alert us. Like how come when a, a truck is backing up and it goes beep beep beep, thirty minutes in you would you wouldn't hear it anymore. But when it stops, that's when you hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because basically our brains are designed to you know, keep us alive. And that's where a lot of our listening capabilities are. Um, hearing is the one sense you can't really turn off because when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you're still actually listening for things. So it's, it's really fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so that stuff I love talking about. I think another thing is like, yep. what is the future future? Like 10 years out, you know, what are the possibilities of platforms like this um and you know what is the possibility of of not only just brain fm but i think um all of wellness and the scientific approach to wellness um going to entail you know and i think that's always a fun thing i love geeking out with with other people in space do you see any um any milestones that could be achieved in uh, the next three to five years, maybe not thinking too far ahead, anything that you see there could be on the horizon that's going to help more people adopt it? Because I know there's a ton of people and you know there's a ton of people who are skeptical of this stuff. I don't need it. I can just listen to whatever, YouTube or Mm -hmm. Spotify playlist. Is there anything that could help that adoption? Or maybe there's something else that is really exciting that you see coming. Yeah, so... um... I think that the science is really going to outshine us um, along the road because, you know, we spend a lot of money and, and energy in science, and that's what uh, leads to these patents. Um, 
And as we start, uh, as more and more people start adopting wearables and start seeing why they should have wearables and things like that, um, I think it'll start telling, you know, people will be able to start like actually seeing it and visualizing it. So I think that's very exciting. Um, I think also when we start looking at the same technology and how we're applying it to other areas. So, uh, you know, we do have an enterprise and a team product where companies are buying. Uh, we sell Fortune 100 companies um, and we're starting to see that. So I think that's not necessarily specific technology or tied to product, but it is something that um, more and more people are, are interested in investing in wellness and, and productivity for their employees because there is science. Um, one of the really cool things that we're actually just starting to do right now is actually medical testing. So we're doing, um, while we currently have a grant from the government to validate if we can be um, competitive with um, ADHD uh, treatments like medications and things like that, um, we're actually doing another pilot right now with pre and post-op centers. So what happens is you actually listen to Brain FM, um, a specific version of Brain FM that we've made specifically for surgery centers. Um, it's basically like our relax and sleep music turned up a notch. Um, and what, what we're actually uh, trying to do is increase the patient experience, so make it better. Um, and that um, came from uh, my girlfriend who got her tonsils out. There's a whole story there. Yeah. But I said, you know, I think we can do this. There's this world-renowned um, uh, song called Weightless. Um, and it's actually made by neuroscience and all that stuff. And we actually see that we beat it through our algorithms. Anyway, mm -hmm. so we started this process and we're actually showing that people are having less cancellations because they're so anxious because they have high blood pressure, which is, you know, better experience. It's actually making the hospitals a little bit more efficient. Um, but also people are having lower blood pressure before surgery. And um, there's a lot of really interesting things on after surgery when that all stacks up that we're exploring but the most really exciting thing that we're finding is that people that listen to brain fm in the recovery award um usually after anesthesia you wake up 10 to 12 minutes and some of our preliminary pilots are showing that people are recovering 100 percent faster so they're waking up three four five minutes in and able to uh be less groggy and uh come back and actually leave the hospital faster and and Again, while that's not in our consumer product, yeah. it's the same core technology which is being applied in other applications. Um, and you know, when I tell some people that, they're like, "Oh, I have to try this." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I think it'll start as we start kind of proliferating the space in different kinds of areas with the same technology. People are going to be more likely to be like, "Oh, I've done that when I was at the dentist, or I've done that, yeah. and let me try this in my real life." That yeah. sounds very cool. And and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Are there any similarities with this and uh, certain algorithms to help people to wake up from sleep or it's different? It's different. Yeah. So uh, when you're talking about the algorithms to wake you up from sleep, it's it's really based on circadian rhythm and a lot of other kinds of things. Uh, when we're doing um, ours, it's not that, that we don't take that into account, but it's actually... Um, more like in a different approach. So yeah. instead of maybe a, sensing someone's circadian rhythms and, and things like that, and then saying when to wake up, we're actually influencing the brain and the state of the brain to wake up you know, more on our terms so we don't have to have that kind of response. 
Right. It's a little bit more complicated yeah. than that. <laughs> oh, I, can, I yeah. can imagine. I've heard some of uh, some of your interviews. You went super deep, like really, really deep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not super familiar, but it's exciting to hear somebody who's as, as passionate as you are on this topic. Now, you are a person of pretty extreme routines, I would say. Uh, when I've heard that story, when uh, you relocated to Asia just to keep yourself going into that state of flow, that was pretty incredible. Tell us what your routine was like before and then you relocated to Asia, and then what are you doing right now, just in the three steps? Yeah, um, so I have always been super sensitive to focus. One of the reasons why I'm so interested in BrainFM is because I've done every biohacking thing you could think of, from doing juice cleanses to diets to keto to all the different kinds mm -hmm. of nootropics you can do. And um, I also was sensitive to time of work. So as you alluded to, I used to work from uh, 10 p.m to 4am. And I found that I could do three times the amount of work in that time. Um, because no one ever, you know, talked to me, but also yeah. because um, it just like I always found that flow. Um, what I how I used to describe brain FM is that feeling when it's two o'clock in the morning, you have a project due tomorrow, and you've had two cups of coffee, you feel like you're like in this weird state, and you feel like you could just like fly and do everything. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to replicate on demand. But, um, but yeah, so I did that um, for a while. Um, I ended up starting to go to Asia and back and Germany and back. And um, I started realizing that if I wanted to work during the day and go out at night, I just flip and then I get used to it and flip back. Hmm. So it was, it was fun. And you know, the digital nomad thing is a great lifestyle for a little bit, but I realized that I really wanted to uh, root myself into one position. I really wanted to grow and, and find something and when I came across Brain FM, that solved that problem for me. Right. It kind of coincided with both. This is a problem I've been trying to solve my whole life, and I've been looking for something to root myself and grow. And that's why you know it was a no-brainer to say you know let me dive into this. Absolutely, no, that that made, makes a ton of sense. So, what are you doing right now? You wake up. Uh, what are the first few things that you do to start your day? Sure. So uh, every day I wake up, um, it depends on what time zone or things like that now that I'm traveling a lot. Um, but usually I'm waking up at 7, 7 a.m. Um, I start with a ice cold coffee no matter what time of day, if it's snowing out in New York or not. Um, and I put Brain FM on. Mm -hmm. I open up a sheet of paper and I actually uh, just start my whole day from a sheet of paper before I look at emails or anything like that. Um, I find that it's really important to um, brain dump, right? Um, and also use a journal in a way that is not like anyone's ever gonna read it. And it should be an extension of your mind, mm -hmm. just like I believe your phone is, right? Yeah. So I start every day and I put a reflection and I just journal down things that are on my brain, about Brain FM, about my girlfriend, about this, about that, excuse me. And from there along the way, I have a to-do list things that I know that I have to do today, things that are burning through my mind, things that I forgot about that came up in my reflections. And I start organizing myself that way. Um, then I will uh, usually, depending on that to-do list, um, either open my email and start prioritizing things to do. Or if I have further reflections on certain ideas, then I start you know, talking about that or, or writing that down and taking an action list. Um, then from there, I have pretty much my plan, and I, I look at my I have uh, you know certain kinds of calendar bookings and timings, and I set my day up in sprints. So I'll have a ninety day uh, excuse me 
90 uh, minute sprint and I say, this is what I'm going to tackle in this time. Um, and I'm going to work as much as I can on it. And at the end of those 90 minutes, um, it's over. And it doesn't matter if I have 20 more minutes left, it, it's over, I'll finish up. And then I switch activities. And I find um, that because I'm so sensitive to focus, because um, even with a product like Brain FM, um, that that is a tool. And other tools like doing Pomodoro sprints or doing yeah. other kinds of things is super important to make sure that you're not only putting gas in the car, but you're also washing, cleaning the car, you know, and, and doing all these other things. Um, because I think a lot of people, um, they get they get burnt out because they're only pushing and pushing and pushing rather than taking a 10 minute break to go walk around or whatever it may be. Do you um, like while you do those 90 minute uh, stints, basically, are you how do you deal with distractions, Slack, email, any notifications, calls that are coming in? Do you have a certain system in place for that? Everything on in do not disturb 100%. So what will happen is Slack. Uh, so one of the biggest things that I've done that I always recommend to people to do is anything that is non-essential on your phone, don't put notifications on. So Facebook, Messenger, all that stuff, there's no notifications on that whatsoever. Um, because at the end of the day, you get interrupted to go on Facebook like nine times and, you know, or yeah. more depending on how popular, yeah. I guess, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, if you go on Facebook once a day or even once a week, you'll still get the notifications. It, and it just, it's a streamline because I think that focus is really context switching. Hmm. Um, everyone, you, you can't multitask, right? Yeah. You can only do one thing at a time. And if, you, if you're doing three things at a time, what you're actually, your brain is actually doing is storing it in like RAM. It's like pausing and then moving this, but you're still, it's still weighing on you. And when you find that you're switching between a lot of things, you have a lot of things on your mind and you're just exhausted at the end of the day, it's usually because you're taking up so much energy thinking about all these things that are popping in your mind. Um, so it, as best as you can control it. Do you check your email twice a day, three times a day? Do you have a specific times or once a day? What do you, what do you find that works for you? Um, that's a great question because I'm always changing <laughs> that. Um, I think it really depends on what's going on and also what you're working. So. Um, now that I'm doing, you know, a lot of these enterprise sales, like I was, I was mentioning, um, if during my, you know, sprints, um, I'm part of that is checking email, then I will actively check email. Um, I started using a, a new tool called superhuman, which is uh, a G a, a new, yeah, you familiar. So it's like yep. a Gmail, it, it hooks into your Gmail and it just, uh, I guess, supercharges your workflow. And what I really like about it is I can snooze things, mm -hmm. I can go through my entire list, um, and I can also uh, stay focused on that because I I can go into certain tabs and say I'm only going to attack this list. Right. Um, so that's something I really like. But you know, depending on the project and the mode and even the day, because uh, I do different things different days. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it depends on how many times. Yeah. Do you? Like, how do you, so you set your to-do list every day before the day starts. What about things that, uh, like weekly or monthly, um, how do you approach those? Because you probably are setting up or reprioritizing those bucket things that are more project-based. How do you approach those? How do you think about those? Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that uh, usually on two-week cycles to 30-day cycles. Um, it, again, it kind of depends situationally where we're at. Uh -huh. But I, what I like to have is a macro view. So um, every quarter what I do is I actually uh, restart from scratch. 
um, just to make sure we're aligned. And I write down everything on my mind, everything macro, micro, and I start organizing it on the priorities of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, to your point, basically, that's kind of what I'm doing in the daily almost, where I'm, I'm looking at, okay, this is what I have to do today. Um, I have another part in that where I have like later, and I'll sometimes just push things down to later. And what I do is I, I'm using uh, tools like Notion and things like that mm -hmm. to be like a digital notebook where I'm saying, okay, this is something, let me dump all my thoughts into this one page. Um, let me come back to this later right. and put it in a, in a, you know, again, the later category. Yeah. And I mean, I have to ask you this. You, you probably f uh, followed Red Team Ferris for a little bit, at least, at least for at least once. Uh, yeah. Is, is there anything that you found from Tim that you applied and that really helped you move forward? You've seen some certain breakthrough or a big increase in performance or maybe decrease in anxiety, something because he's always putting out a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know what? It's completely it, it, it's challenging because I sometimes I hear things and I don't know who told me them or where I picked mm. them up. I just remember that they're a really great thing. Um, I do. I do know uh, one of the things and I believe this is Tim uh, that he does is he checks his blood like all the time. Right. Mm. And he's constantly experimenting with things. And while I don't necessarily do that, I am very sensitive to the things that I'm doing and the things that uh I'm not doing, you know, to, to the point. So yeah. I kind of look at it as in um, maybe not checking my blood, but checking my um, my mental state or my mm -hmm. mental attitude. So a lot of the times, and this is part of the reflections, um, you know, I'm I, how do I feel? Am I tired? Am I burned out? Mm -hmm. You know, am I being negative? Um, I find that the if you're being positive or negative, that is a huge difference through your energy levels throughout the day, um, week, and even month. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're not motivated, you're not motivated. So yeah. I kind of try to measure my motivation. I and and one of the nice things is having a notebook mm -hmm. is I say, you know what, I'm kind of an off week. What's going on? Or I'm having an off day. I actually look back to the other days and I read my reflection. I read where I'm. At. I'm like, oh, I was really jazzed up that day. What has changed? And I can actually start uh, bringing it back to the source through these reflections and say, oh, wow, this is something which at the time I didn't I thought this was like a one out of 10. It's really like a seven out of 10. And I've been ignoring that. Um, and, and things of that nature have been really, really helpful. And I, um, while I don't think Tim has said that, um, I kind of took the blood approach from him yeah, to uh, right. create that. Because I mean, obviously, there's more ways to to do it, and it also like it like the thing that he does in health would apply to to mindset, to mental health, and 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 all those areas. Speaking of motivation, you are a fan of Relentless by Tim Grover. I love that book. Yep, I've read it multiple times. I'm curious to hear okay. what did you like about it. What was something that really resonated with you? I think there's so many good takeaways in Relentless. Um, I think one of the most interesting things is that you can combine, uh, I can't think of the right word. It's not selfish. It's more like challenge um, for personal reasons and then external reasons supercharge you. Um, so in the book, you know, he talks about how you have this dark version dark of yourself, right? Yeah, if you go down deep enough, like why, like, so for example, I want to help people, mm -hmm. right? I want to, I want to, I want to help elevate humanity. 
Um, and if I really dig deep enough, it's because um, it's a challenge. It's very hard to do, right? Also, because when I was younger, I was picked on a lot. And people didn't really maybe help me mm -hmm. until I started doing martial arts and realized that there is this tool that by doing martial arts, I became more confident and became the person I am today. And I think there's different modalities to achieve that. And, you know, I get great pleasure out of helping people realize their true potential. Um, I did that when I was, again, younger um, and teaching kids. And I used to be that kid. So when I would see them come in and they're shy and they're quiet, right. and then as they turn into, you know, a black belt, they're confident and they're, they're more, you know, in charge of themselves. I... I love that because that's what someone did to me and I'm like returning the favor. And that's kind of, again, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about brain FM and you can look at that two angles. You can say, Oh, well that's kind of selfish because he likes doing that. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, no, that's actually the motivation where I, I draw fuel from that when it's hard, I keep going. And I, I think that a lot of people, so a lot of sometimes in society you're like, no, don't, you can't be selfish, <laughs> you know? Um, sometimes you can if it's applied in the right direction. Yeah, does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, and it makes sense. Yeah. So like you don't you want to focus on yourself for sure. And then I think a, a lot of people would uh, would talk about uh, coaches, Tony Robbins and uh, Zig Ziglar. I think you're a fan of him as well. Like love start, Zig. Yep. Start with yourself. Like you got to start with yourself selfishly first because like even things like if you don't love yourself, you can't really love others. Like that's probably true. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, so Zig, one of my favorite things by Zig is he talks about selling, it's either vacuums or pots and pans, like door to door, right? And this yeah, guy right. comes yeah. to him and, he, and he's like, oh, I can't sell them. And he's like, how many pots and pans do you own? And he's like, none. And he's like, well, that's the problem. You don't believe in your own product, right? right. And yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I think it, it's fun because if you want to lead, you have to lead by example um, in every action you do. Um, and it. There's people like Zig, I think, um, and like Brian Tracy and all those people that really set those standards of like, you know, if you want to get anything in life that you want, you have to help enough people get what they want. Are there any, no, 100%, that's a great one. Are there any books or any other content that you were really impactful for you, anything, it, maybe you gifted uh, some of those books? Um, you mean as far as like development-wise? Not necessarily. It could be development, could be psychology, could be business, yep. could be biography. Yeah. So I'm just actually looking over my bookshelf right now. Um, there's a few books that I absolutely love and would recommend. Um, you know, Atomic Habits, Losing My Virginity, uh, Richard Branson. Hmm. Uh, there's a few really great books there. Um, one of the books comes to mind as far as like psychology and development. And you know what? I actually can't remember the book. So, um, uh, Maybe it'll come to me and I can update yeah. this or update you. Yep. But it was actually this book on the on Holocaust. And I remember reading this when I was in sixth grade. And I was fascinated by how such an atrocity could happen, right? Like how humans permitted that thing, right? And I think that the Holocaust is a very interesting thing because even though everything is challenging, everything is hard, there's still stories of bravery and lessons learned. Yeah. And I think that part of honoring those people that went through that is actually like reading and, and, and witnessing some of that and actually learning some of the lessons that they did without you know going through that yourself. Yeah. Um, and there's this one book, and again, I can't remember the it, name it was, of it. It wasn't, wasn't it Victor, Victor Frankl, no? 
It was like a I, man's, I'm man's not, search for meaning. It might have been. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it was that one. It was. It was actually about these two carpenters, mm-hmm. right? And the carpenter, uh, he was. It was about him, and he came into um, uh, a concentration camp, and he was. He basically came to the mentality that I have to work hard because the people that work hard and are valuable are the ones they don't, you know. Uh, dispose i don't know uh murder yeah. let's just call yeah. it what it was right yeah they don't exactly. murder them um and uh he met this other carpenter and you know they'd be talking the nazis would be saying do this do this and he would uh they'd be like okay work really hard in front of them they would leave the room and he'd sit down and smoke a cigarette and he's like what are you doing if they come in here they're gonna kill us like what what and the guy was like listen i've been here for five years no other carpenter has lasted this long He's like, the reason why I'm here is because I work hard, but I also work smart. And if you're going to live and be alive and last through this thing, you have to do both. And um, I think that was such a long lasting uh, thing for me um, and kind of transformed who I am today. Uh, my dad's a UPS driver. My mom does daycare out of her house. Um, I don't come from money or from right. you know any of that stuff. But I saw how hard my parents worked. They worked extremely hard. I, I don't think I know many people that work harder than my dad. And uh, my dad also has six kids too. So like, Gee, you know, wow. that's, that's... Hard. yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a hard worker and a busy guy. Um, and uh, I saw how hard he worked to, you know, have make sure we had the life that we have. But even though he was working super hard um, and he's so smart, he, he's still a UPS driver, which is fine, right? He, he, you know, he could do math like that. He could do a lot of things. And I realized uh, that you need to apply both. And you can't just be smart because I've also seen the same thing where people are smart and they're not maybe successful in whatever they want to be. And when you apply both, though, I think that's the secret. And um, that's what I've been working and, and trying to do uh, my whole life. So that's right. been a huge lesson. Yeah. That's a huge takeaway. And on this note, then, uh, advice, your advice to 20, to 30 year old self, what would you say? Would that be it? Or would you add something or would you have a different message? Hmm. Knowing what you know, now you went through quite far, you applied a ton of things. Uh, let the I think, I think it's, it's a similar message. It's, you know, I always, I always recommend and, and tell people, and I would tell myself is, is finding something that you're passionate about um, and that excites you and that you're also curious about. I think a lot of people, um, you know, they try to start businesses where they're like, okay, can I make money here? I think I can, I'll make it, you know? And that's cool and that's, that's fine. But like, yeah. I think true passion actually comes from curiosity. What is here? How can I do this? How can I be creative? How can, you know, what do people like? What do people want to buy? You know, like, mm-hmm. like all of these different kinds of things. And, you know, some of the, the people that I know that are most successful are just curious if they can go to the next level and they don't actually have this super master plan in the beginning. They're just interested. Yeah. And I think a lot of passion comes from that. Uh, I want to ask you, no, totally, totally agree. And also, a lot of times it's also the intersection of things. Like for you, it was the intersection that you were able to apply with, with BrainFM. 
uh, and it, it was just such a sweet spot for you to be in business and to, to work on this meditation uh, biohacking technology that helps a ton of people and has this huge potential. Um, this is a hypothetical question that I would be curious what you're going to say. If you had to accomplish your 10-year-old 10-year-old plan in six months as if somebody had a gun to your head, what would you do? The 10-year 10 10 year plan I have from right now? Yes. So 10-year-old plan that you have, you have to accomplish it in six months as if somebody has a gun to your head. What are some of the things that you would do, some things you would drop? Or even is this during the is this during the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> it sounds like it. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just um, yeah, like, so I guess if I had to accomplish the 10 year plan with a gun to my head, um, I don't know if I would do so much um, different uh, because the way I think about it is, uh, you know, that's kind of like the passion that I have to wake up and do things. Um, I think that if it was only to accomplish things, it, you know, and you have a gun to your head, maybe you swing to be riskier, right? Um, and that's obviously always a balance is, you know, you want to accomplish goals. Um, and there's a certain uh, approach. You can go really, really risky for really great results or, or effects, or you can go a much maybe structured, slower approach, but more um more apt maybe to get the results long term and i think that everyone has that um choice right so the yeah. choice that i'm on currently is is still you know want to accomplish these goals um pushing hard to do it we're really trying to do it the right way um uh, for myself personally but also for the company and for all of our users um because if we do it maybe in a more risky or haphazard way um People could maybe, or this technology, or or this embarkment, um, maybe doesn't spread or grow or yeah. or last. You know, um, so I think it really depends on uh, who has who has the gun in their hand, and uh, um, you know how hard do I have to do? Yeah, I know you have to run. I'm going to ask you uh, one more question, and uh, you have to uh, catch the train. Um, what was your superpower or what is your superpower that allowed you or your strength that allowed you to get to where you are right now? Um, I think my superpower, one thing that I think I'm, I'm, I'm naturally good at is uh, emotions, is naturally putting myself in someone else's shoes and seeing the world through their eyes. So being empathetic. Right. I have a pretty high empathetic drive. Um, you know, what I always try to do when I try to solve any equation is how can I find three wins? A win for me, a win for the other person, and a win for someone else that we may be aware of or may not be. And um, I think that in sales and relationships and everything like that, um, when you approach it as not as let me convince you my side is fair it's knowing yourself and, and, and your own side, but also on the other is knowing and understanding what a win is for them. Um, and then again, if you can create a, a win for some bystander or another party or another indirectly involved party, that's truly where you can actually make one plus one equals three. Um, and that's kind of something that I've been always interested in is how can we, how can, um, how can you basically make it so that everyone wins um, 
and uh, yeah, there's just more creation. Dan, it's, it's amazing. Where's everybody can find you online? Uh, yeah, so you can find me. Um, so you can go to Brain FM. You can also email me at Dan at Brain FM. Um, you can follow me on, I guess, Instagram, dclark5218. Um, not really on the Twitter, uh, <laughs> but uh, happy to reach out. If anyone wants to talk to me or if they figure out what book I'm talking about, feel free to email me. Um, we'll link I'd love to show. read that book again. We'll link it in the show notes, the books that you mentioned and the social media yep. handles that you have so everybody can go in and, and connect with you directly. Uh, anything else I have missed or something that you wanted, like and a message that you wanted to share with the listeners? No, I mean, you know what? I, if, if I think a lot of this, uh, the stuff that we've talked about is really like, you know, finding passion, finding organization, finding um, tools that can help you be the best version of yourself. Um, you know, I do recommend everyone trying Brain FM um, and uh, giving it a shot because it is something that, um, you know, I changed my whole life to do because I truly believe in it. And, um, you know, even if you do or you don't, I think the best way to grow and to be the best version of yourself is really experiment, be curious, and love the process um, because we can always get better. And it's you're only going to get better if you challenge yourself to do so. And it's only $7 a month, right? Yeah, seven dollars a month or forty nine dollars a year. So it's like four. It's basically a Starbucks coffee once a uh, once a month. I was about <laughs> to say, like people spend uh, like ten times more on, on Starbucks. So it's definitely absolutely worth experimenting. And, and there's actually deep science in Brain FM. If you guys want to hear, you can go on the website. It actually explains in detail how it works from the science perspective, how it affects the brain. Uh, I was super impressed with that. Uh, Dan, on this note, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate your chat. You have to run. Uh, it was a pleasure. My pleasure too. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for listening. This was Dan Clark from Brain FM. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation. If you did, you can go on Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. This would be huge for helping me uh, doing more of these interviews and uh, increasing the search ranking of the show so more people can join in and I can bring better guests that will be big also i will have my email and linkedin uh, in the show notes below so you can go ahead and, and email me with uh, some of the thoughts that you have on the show if you would like me who you'd like me to interview and if there are anything that i might have missed or you would like me to do better you can do it over email or linkedin um, but otherwise thanks for listening and i will see you in episode number 51 have a good one